to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And we are coming to you from the Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. And today we are doing a special movie, or I could say super movie, <laughs> Inframan. <laughs> the super Inframan. Yep. Do you know the year of this one? No. 1975. Really? Yup, and I, th- I I swear online on like IMDb it said 1974, which could just be the year it was produced or whatever, uh, but I mean, the Blu-ray we have says 1975, so I'm going to go with that for now. Yep, but anyway, at the end of the video we will- The video? Yeah. <laughs> Again? Again, even still, even, even after all these years. Even after like- what is it? It was seven years now. I'm still saying watch in video. Yep. You don't know what we're making. I do. <laughs> You're in the dark. Even still. Nobody ever tells me anything. Mm. Yeah, that's it. I didn't tell you what we were doing. <laughs> Back when you suggested we started a podcast. Yeah. Listeners, <laughs> he did tell me we were doing a podcast. <laughs> so... Yes, announcements at the end of this episode. Yep, we'll be doing uh, show-related announcements at the end of the episode, so I guess listen for those. Yeah, and just, like, in general, our show announcements are going to be about things that we're looking to do to retool the show, things to get it into a space where Al kind of wants it to be. Al's taking over the show a bit more. We'll talk about all of this. Um, We're also going to take a bit of a break to do some retooling um, and also, uh, well, no, I guess that's retooling as well. Retooling the show, retooling, you know, my uh, walking corpse here. So we'll talk about all of that at the end of the show. We got a lot of things that we want to talk about. We're really excited. Al's really excited. And uh, I don't know if I've seen Al this excited about the show in ages. So I'll let you hear it from him when we get to the announcements. Yes. But, but yeah. Anyway, we have a new review on Apple Podcasts, which I am very excited about. You know <laughs> this, I like the reviews. Yeah, this one is short though. This one's very, very, it's still, very short. It's still a review. Yep. Here you go. Five stars from Grimp. You could say say it. <laughs> <laughs> I would guess. Yeah. Love it. Love the show. But when it comes out, can you do the? What does that even say? I don't know how to read that. <laughs> the FNAF movie. Five Nights at Freddy's. Maybe. Maybe. I think that we'll have to watch it first. Because if it's just like the game, it's very scary. Al's not a jump scare kind of guy. But the game looked pretty fun. But it's very scary. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Yeah. And it is it is something I'll check out first to make sure that it would be even something Al would be interested in. But Al isn't quite keen on the serious scares just yet <laughs> and house had a lot of jump scares house yeah uh and you liked that and you also oh, liked yeah. halloween so you're getting there for sure yeah but like i also haven't seen it in a long time because of that so 
Well, that's true. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe. I guess it depends on what it's rated, right? Let's go with that. Let's put it out there with that. PG-13, we'll give it the old college try. How about that? And then if it's R, I'll definitely watch it first to give it, you know, a glance before potentially subjecting subjecting you to it. Okay, so that's where we'll go. Grimp will say rating-wise and Al's tolerance for jump scares at the time will determine it. But I would like to. I think it would be cool to cover. You know, not that I'm a big, you know, FNAF fan or anything like that, but it is something that I have kept up with as somebody in horror throughout the, you know, the time that the games have been coming out. I mean, it got a little too complicated, convoluted, because they just kept coming out and coming out and coming out. But uh, did my darndest, so at least I'm interested to see how the lore translates to screen. Yeah. Which is part of the part, if there's not that much of that, I probably won't like it. If it's just jump scares and no lore? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Grimp, for the review. And again, listeners, uh, any reviews that you post, we will do our darndest to read, provided we notice them. We certainly try. I check around. And uh, again, we'll talk about my health and junk at the end of the episode. So (laughs) if we're missing things, that is largely why. But if we miss your review somewhere, let us know so that we can read it on the show. Also, uh, if you have questions, you can shoot them to us by email, too. You don't got to put it, post them like in the reviews. But if you want to, absolutely, why not? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not going to say no to a, review, to a review. I guess that's it, huh? Yeah. Cool. So stay tuned after our review for show news. Al, let's get talking about the Super Inframan. Yes. This movie is one that currently I've only watched two times, and I... That, no, I no, I, I think I've watched it three, three. I think I think it's been three, maybe four, even something like that. But I've watched it a couple times, more than once. That right. is, and I remember when I was younger, I didn't really like it. But which is shocking to me because yeah. you you've always been a big like Power Rangers fan and stuff like that, and a big monster like movie fan. So the fact that you didn't like it when you were younger is shocking to me but no it's a really good movie and as we were uh talking about before the show uh jordan jordan goff who of course we talked to and talked about over the last couple episodes uh it's one of his top five favorite movies it's not why we're doing it (laughs) we were doing it because al said let's do something with a giant monster in it and that's the first thing that we came up with. Yeah, I can even actually, whenever he does the transformation, I literally stand up and do the thing with him. Oh, yeah, when he turns into Inframan? Yep. Yeah, okay, well, let's, I guess, talk about the story a little bit, man. Like, what's what's generally the story? <laughs> generally. So, I mean, there are, like, I don't even know. Do they even ever say the name of, like, the group of, like, this? I mean, it's, it's like, like Princess... No, I mean, no, the good guys. Oh, the good guys. Oh, I don't know. the. It just never says the name. <laughs> I'm sure they do, I... but I keep calling them the Earth Defense Force, uh, which is a video game series where you fight giant bugs and stuff. So I just kept calling them the Earth Defense Force, and I think I confused myself more than anything. Why? Because uh, I don't, I never, if they said what they were called, I missed it because I was too busy being a dork. Me too. <laughs> I just love the name of the bad guy. <laughs> Princess Dragoman. 
No, Chris what? has Dragonmon. Yeah. And it sounds like a dragon man or whatever, like on on Letterboxd it has her character credited or listed as Princess Dragon Mom. <laughs> That's strange. Dragon Mom. That is very strange. Uh, very strange. <laughs> yeah, Princess Dragon Mon. She It's very strange because there's like a dragon that lands on the ground and it turns into an earthquake and the earthquake sets off a volcano that releases princess dragonmon who has oh, an wait, army no. of monsters I or is she was, she was the she dragon is the that, dragon maybe yeah, yeah. I th- i'm I was going to ask sure. you about that cuz i i yeah. i don't know because she does turn into that dragon and like she does the thing so yeah that was her yeah i mean i i don't see why it wouldn't be but i also don't see why a dragon would dissolve into becoming an earthquake there's there's something like a rubber one well sure and it's like when you throw like it's like if you just throw like a rubber bat right like fake that it's like dracula basically like that kind of thing right so the the story is really simple though right yeah because we basically said it except for like two things yeah but for some reason in the volcano that erupts there's like a bunch of dragon skulls yeah, like, reason? oh, you mean, like, in the mountain, there's all the giant dragon skulls that... And it explodes yeah. for no reason. <laughs> and then there are the... The base for Dragonmon is in the volcano, which... Is it's it not in- actually a volcano. It is just a mountain, right? Yeah. Because they talk about it being a volcano, but then it, it just opens up and there's a, a Dragonmon no, base. But no, explodes- there is lava under it, yeah, though. Yeah, there is. Mm. And it, like, explodes, literally. Right. A lot yeah, because like the the rocks fly off, and then it reveals like a giant dragon skull head, and that's the entrance. And then there are all these other giant skulls. But the thing is, we're focusing on this kind of little minutia of the set dressing and like the nuances of what Princess Dragonmon is and all this stuff, because there's really no story. But. The thing that we're talking about is why this movie is so interesting. Yes. Everything about it's amazing. The lack of story is not a problem. There is enough story to get the movie going, and that's it. Because basically, Princess Dragonmon goes, I'm going to take over the world. You can't stop me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's a running trend in the movie. People going, yeah, you can't stop me. I'm invincible. Right? I mean, it's like constant. Um so then the professor who's in charge of the Earth Defense Force, whatever they're called, which is a bunch of guys. It makes sense, though. Right. They're, they're a bunch of guys in. Like, like motorcycle suits? Yeah, I don't know. Like blue, blue and white jumpsuits. And they ride around on motorcycles that make little fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> and it, he's not wrong. They do literally make fart noises, though. <laughs> <laughs> so they they cruise around and they find out about the monsters and the professor decides to make super inframan and it's really as simple as that he just goes oh we need super inframan who's a who's a guy i invented like a long time ago i've been working on in my entire life for no reason <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like he was planning for a monster invasion from under the ground or something like that but he, he, like, takes one of his guys, one of the, the EDF guys, whose name is uh, Rama, and, like, inserts, he says, 
like the the mechanical bits into every cell he says or something yeah. right? into your cells into every cell so he becomes like a superman because he's got nanobots or something in every cell they, he doesn't say nanobots i don't remember what he says something <laughs> like that but he turns him into like a superhero with a, a robot insides i don't know does he like just peel rayma's skin off and just put it on a robot um he puts like slinkies and batteries inside his body basically (laughs) like literally when he's doing it you can see it it's basically like a slinky and then like batteries or like paper clips or clips or whatever attached just little yeah just like balls of transistors welded together and stuff it's ludicrous and then it shows you like is like that part that he did is like this weird like computer generated robot part right and yeah well it's not i mean it's it not computer looks. generated it's it's like just a little uh animated overlay like an animation yeah. cell overlay basically and then i there's one weird thing that i saw which i know there's robot parts like in every cell in his chest but he only does it for his head his arms and his legs and it says now you're done and it, it doesn't even right. show them in his chest, but it's in there. So that's just a weird thing. Well, I mean, there are a lot of weird things. Yeah, uh, that's the first one. <laughs> the first one of one of them. Yeah, one of the first ones. I mean, the first weird thing, I guess, would be the, the no, the dragons. Oh yeah, the dragon turning into an earthquake. That's the first weird thing in the yeah. movie. But from this point on in the movie, we have Super Inframan, who again is a an Earth Defense Force guy who can turn into a super robot man. And he has to fight all the monsters. And basically, it plays out almost like a season of Power Rangers over the course of the movie's 80-minute runtime. You know, it's crazy. Basically. It's not like, now- eight, I mean, it's like, what, 85 or something like that? 88? 88 minutes, according to the Blu-ray. So, 88-minute runtime and, like... They, he fights a, a dozen major monsters or whatever, and they're all, like, Power Rangers monsters. Yeah, and also, um, as I noticed, if you do watch the newer season of a Mystery Science Theater 3000, the guys, the skeleton guys, mm-hmm. are in there from this movie. So Right, the minions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... King of Foresters uh, minions. Yep, yep. and also... It sounds like they're saying like, like, woo woo or something, but it sounds like they're going ooh ooh ah, like a monkey or something. Like making monkey noises. Yeah, the, yeah they're going sound- woo 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 woo. <laughs> like, and it sounds so weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I said Power Rangers, but more as like a as a a reference point for our listeners, but just for clarity's sake, you know, more like a Super Sentai, I would say, because <laughs> obviously Power Rangers didn't exist. Uh, in 1975 but this kind of programming you know especially in japan did exist i mean we had the um the spider-man show like two years after this the the spider-man show where he fights in it he gets like a megazord to fight giant monsters have you seen this do do you remember this oh man japanese spider-man oh you gotta check this out i don't remember um we watched a lot of power rangers yes I remember a bit of it, and I'm pretty sure one of the monsters looks super similar. When, like, mm. the the dragon guy that shoots the fire out of his mouth, I'm like, why is that guy? He looks a lot like a monster from Power Rangers. Every single one of them is probably 
very, very similar to some Power Rangers monster. Yeah. Because Power Rangers has been on for ages. And there's also the Super Sentai series from which we get that footage. The, the fighting footage for the Power Rangers show comes from a Japanese show. Did you know this? No. Okay. I'm sure you did at some point. Uh, but yeah, no, there's a, a Super Sentai is like a series, okay, in Japan. And it's very much like Power Rangers. Or I guess, I don't know, I could be saying that wrong. Maybe Super Sentai isn't the series. Maybe it's the genre, you know. Yeah. Uh, you, get, you get it. The gist of it yeah. is... That show is then brought into, well, I was going to say America. I believe they produce the show in New Zealand now. But <laughs> suffice it to say, the series got bought up. And then in the 90s, the Power Rangers series was made out of that Japanese footage. And then they filmed footage with American actors who then would be the Rangers. And then they would transform. And then when they were transformed, some of that transformed footage would be Japanese footage. But since the the characters were in costumes, didn't matter. So basically, you can just watch that series instead of like some of the later ones, almost. Instead of Power Rangers. I mean, the later parts where they did that. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of overlap and stuff. And for example, with uh, Power Rangers Samurai, which you watched with me back in the day, you probably don't remember at all. Uh, but we watched Power Rangers Samurai together. A lot of the narrative beats in uh, Samurai did carry over from that original series. And I looked it up and sure enough. So I'm sure that happens in some of the other series. But I can confirm at least there that there is a lot of narrative overlap. It's just they refilmed it with American actors. Yeah. So <laughs> this is all to say I recognize the inaccuracy in my original statement. But also I'm glad I got to reteach you all this because yeah. that's, that's fun stuff. Mm-hmm. It really is fun. But doesn't it feel, though, like when you're watching Super Inframan, like it is almost an entire season of a show that's just been chopped down into a movie. Like when we watched um, uh, 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 Voyage into Space with Johnny Sacco and his flying robot. Oh, yeah. Because that was a series crammed into a movie. Yeah. So it feels kind of like that, right? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, that a really a good... Real, that we have to cover that sometime. We really do, yeah. Voyage into Space is a lot of fun. Yeah. But a very similar kind of fun, right? Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk more about Super Inframan, though. What What do you want to say, kiddo? What do you so, got to talk about? It doesn't... Super Inframan, from what we've talked about, doesn't seem like it. But one, this movie is literally, like, also a kung fu movie. By the way, it's... Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's... Well, it's a Shaw Brothers movie, so it's kind of, like, first and foremost, like, a martial arts movie. Which, it that's not the only stuff that Shaw uh, made, of course. They made other kinds of movies, but, you know, we're looking at the same company. I don't know if you recognize... I don't know if you recognize that. Did you catch the Shaw Brothers and, like, connect that to other movies? I mean, I recognize Shaw Brothers... From, like, something we've seen, but I can't connect it to one thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair. Shaw Brothers is... It's the whole section in uh, the movies down there. I have all the Shaw Brothers movies together. So it's all of those martial arts movies that are in that one spot, including things like Five Element Ninjas. I had seen that, and I'd forgotten... Uh, there you I forgot go. about the shelf. Yeah, there you go. Yep, yep. Show. So, I need to watch that movie, by the way. Yeah. Again. 
Yeah, have we talked about it on the show? No. I, I don't think we, we have. We need to talk about more of like those kung fu movies sometime, eventually. Yeah, I mean, here we are right now. <laughs> We're doing it. So, yeah, and we can get to those. Uh, Five Element Ninjas uh, was the first kung fu movie I ever saw as a kid. You know this. I don't know that yeah. the listeners do. But I remember seeing it. It made a huge impression on me as a child. I caught it on television with my mom when I was maybe... I don't know, seven or something. And I caught this movie on TV and it was amazing. Oh, yeah. It's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And for your first Kung Fu movie, like like it was mine, that's a huge one to start out on, right? Yeah. And so would uh, Inframan be, though. If Inframan yeah. was somebody's first martial arts film, that would be a great place to start because it's yeah. so much fun. I mean, yeah, a super, like, robot guy Doing kung fu against, like, giant space monsters? They're kind of. They're, like, underground monsters. They're maybe from space. And it's... It's confusing. Uh, it, well, not that it's confusing. None of it is really all that important. I think that's the no. thing. Is like, we're trying to talk about the story a little bit here, and we get sidetracked because the story is almost non-existent. It's... But yeah, it doesn't like, need it. it. Like, it doesn't need no. that. It's like you said... It's basically like an entire season condensed into a movie. It doesn't need... It's too long to have the story. It's just... The best bits of the best fights, yeah. basically. <laughs> you know, and so you get uh, one monster fight after another. I mean, just looking at the back of the case here, this lineup of monsters, and I don't know, is that complete? Is that a complete lineup? Um, uh, She-Demon isn't on there. And, I, and neither is, you know, Princess uh, Dragonmon. But on the back of the case, even without those two, we're looking at seven monsters. You add those other two, you add She-Demon and Princess Dragonmon, you're looking at then nine monsters plus all the goon monsters, the little uh, Skellyman goons. And then the one monster that he fights two times, I think? One that looks the almost drill like... Hand? like Yeah, like the, the one that I said looked like um, the... Like, the Garboder from Pokemon, almost. Like, oh, okay. Just, that's what I saw. I don't know why. I don't know that Pokemon, so it's I don't know. It's basically a, a Pokemon that's, like, a bunch of trash. Oh, okay. It's, like, a pile of trash, and so it looks the, just like him. <laughs> so the, the Drill Hand monster looks like a pile of trash monster? It almost does. <laughs> like. He is gross looking, though. Yeah. He's gross. Yeah, and you have to see him too much. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of the main monster. Yeah, really he really is. Like, of all the goon monsters, he's the main one. He's... Mm. So, going back to original Power Rangers, if Princess Dragonmon is Rita Repulsa, and She-Demon is Goldar, would that be right? Or no, She-Demon would be, like, Finster or whatever from the original and Power Rangers. that guy would be like Goldar. Yeah, he'd be like Goldar, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be right. This guy would be like Goldar. There we go. Yeah. That means nothing to, I'm sure, a fair chunk of our listeners. But the people who it does, I think it'll make sense. <laughs> right. Good on you for watching Power Rangers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else that we should say about the story before we get into segments? Because... I don't know that there's anything else to say about the story, and we need to... Oh, he gets lightning fists. Oh, he does. Yeah, he gets the thunder fists. And right? then spikes. Yeah. For, which he, like, never uses. 
He does get periodic upgrades throughout the movie, as characters would, again, in a Super Sentai series. And you know? randomly gets, like, feet rockets. Yeah, he gets feet rockets and everything, and it's... It, it begs the question, why didn't the professor put all of those gizmos into him in the first place? But, you know, I guess he was just working on it. He was keeping it up, adding in new new gadgets and stuff. Sure, whatever. But it is funny, though, how and it plays out like a show. Randomly has lasers. <laughs> yeah, he has lasers. And they come out of his wrist, though. They don't come out of his, like, the end of his fist like you'd expect or out of his and, finger. Yeah, and also the feet rockets. When does he get those? Did it just appear randomly? I mean, he may have had those from the start. Uh, but the the laser, though, like I was saying, it doesn't come out of the end of his fist or his finger like you'd expect. It comes out of the side of his wrist. Yeah. Like, directly below where his pinky is, out of that portion of his like, wrist. If you look at your wrist, like, the one bone that's, like, is, like coming out, like, it's just coming. Yeah, the wrist bone, imagine, where it connects, yeah. Yeah, imagine, like laser beams coming out from like your wrist but he doesn't bend his he doesn't bend his hand and shoot it out of the end of his arm it literally comes out of the side of his arm just like he holds his arm up in front of his in front of his body like with his fist in front of his face and shoots a laser out of the side of his hand it's so weird looking every time he does it it's just it's just a thing it looks like they did it to make him stand out and be a different kind of like superhero character because like oh normally lasers would come out of your eyes or the end of your hand we'll have it coming out of the side of his arm for no reason <laughs> you know makes him <laughs> it just makes it so weird because he has lightning fists that look like thunder fists thunder fists which look like where the lasers would come out right but no he also shoots laser slashes or whatever oh yeah he has that that wave at the end yeah, oh like, he's, imagine... he screams the name of it before he starts blasting him with it but that whole the whole climactic battle he fights i mean what like four or five of those monsters four maybe in that final battle plus she demon plus princess dragonmon plus all the like in, hundreds of goons or whatever right, in 15 minutes or so of the movie it's yeah, bananas there's like, literally it's like Something like 15 minutes, basically. He fights like a hundred goons and like five monsters and the big monster. Like 15 minutes. It's a very chaotic 15 minutes. Plus all the story parts. It's, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, and it moves that fast. So if it sounds like, well, maybe there just won't be enough action because there's just not enough time. It's kind of all action. It is. It's nonstop pretty it's like much action story up to the action it's literally basically the most of the story part is literally just how they get to the next action right because there's occasionally the professor's kids you know they get involved in stuff and they're around a teeny tiny and bit and that's just how they get into the next fight basically yeah, so that like his daughter can get kidnapped by princess dragonmon and then so we can have the final showdown but like yeah. literally every part of the story like is just to lead up to more fights Almost. Yes, which I mean is technically how a uh, narrative should work, you know, and I don't mean fights in a very literal physical sense, but any narrative should be building up through the character stuff to some big moment of conflict, you know, so if that's a fight, it's a fight, but here it's ludicrous and that's what we're getting at. It moves so fast that it's, it's barely enough narrative to seem like there's a story Barely enough narrative to motivate the movement to the next fight scene. Just, just barely. And that's what I love about this movie. Is it kind of just barely hangs together as a cohesive unit. 
But that's all it needs, right? It just needs to barely hang together and be awesome from one end to the other. And that's what it does. It just doesn't stop. I don't know if there's anything else to talk about here. Uh, Segments then? Yep. And then we'll talk about uh, show news and things like that? Yep. All right. Beastly best. What is the coolest monster moment, Alistair? Big spider versus big inframan. Ooh, when they grow giant? Yeah. That's fair. My favorite monster moment is also a spider moment, but only because it's prelude to a lot of other amazing moments. You remember there's the one Earth Defense Force guy who gets all webbed up and he gets yeah. like ra- like wrapped up in a ball of web? Yeah. And then the, the uh, spider like vomits fire on him and he explodes and is like yeah. totally dead. That's amazing. They're just little, like, EDF guys getting blown up left and right. And then he's still alive. Maybe. I mean, like, totally could be. Like, we don't even be. know. Like, Inframan just blasts him out and, like, he was already well, blown Well, no, there, was, there are multiple guys webbed oh, up. Really? Yeah, I think that one guy may have actually died. The movie doesn't really care. they all look <laughs> the exact same. It, it, you can't even tell if a guy's gone. And, <laughs> and it's more like, well, and what Al means is, like, they're all dressed exactly the same. They all have roughly the same haircut. They are all running around and jumping and kicking and flipping constantly. And only maybe a couple of them have names. So essentially, Mm. it is a group of extras that are like our main guys. It's like basically the if the main character was like in the part of the army, like you would have all the people which would like have no names. Oh, like if they were just like, yeah, it's just. The uh, like if you just had a platoon of soldiers turn up to fight at the end of a movie, you know, if you're watching a war movie, you know, and they're just armies going against each other, you don't know who's who necessarily. No. You just know those are those guys. Those are these guys, you know, and that's kind of how it how it goes. You're right. There's the Earth Defense Force guys and there's the monster guys. And most of the monster guys are the henchmen. Which most also of, all look the same. They also all look the same. I'm pretty sure some of the same guys just come back oh, and be beat up multiple totally. times. Totally. Absolutely. There's there's got to be no more than like 10 guys playing all those roles. I think in the last final fight is every one of them. I'm yeah. pretty sure. And you can be sure that a lot of those stunt performers who played the uh, Earth Defense Force guys, they're not called Earth. I don't know what they're called. I don't even know either. <laughs> the EDF guys, um, I guarantee... Those guys also played the goons, the henchmen. Oh, I guarantee. Absolutely. Yeah. But, okay. There's Beastly Best. Get spooked. I don't think there's anything spooky, I guess. No, not really. I mean, there's there are some shocking moments of violence in it. I don't know that those are spooky. Oh, wait. But, like, remember, this is just one example. There's uh, the one monster that is like a yokai. We didn't know what he was because most of the monsters we could describe in some way or another. There's like the vine man. There's the trash man with the drill hand. And then there's the red guy with the long hair, you know? Yeah, the yokai. The yokai one that we just didn't know what he was. And he ends up standing in a little bit of a little bit of water and spoilers for this guy. He doesn't do much in the movie. Uh, he gets arm blasted or wrist blasted by Inframan in the face and his head explodes. Like it looks like a, a like a, I don't know, like a block of C4 goes off in his skull. It's just kabloom. His yeah. head is gone. And also like speaking of that, 
because there's like a bunch of explosions in that part. If you look carefully at the water where he shoots, you can see like, I don't know what it is, dynamite or something mm. like that. The things that are the, blowing up onto the water. the water, like, it, but it's on top and it's like red or black and it's super obvious. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you just look where it's about to explode. It's just right there. Well, sure. And I mean, the movie is going so fast, you know, you'll miss a lot of, you know, the little effects stuff. Um, all the wire work. A lot of wire work. So, I mean, some really amazing wire work in this. And mm-hmm. a lot of it's goofy. You have the one guy that just goes, literally flies just into, like, infinity. Oh, yeah, and he sure does. the last part, he doesn't even move. He's just in one position flying away. <laughs> like, it's yeah, so Yeah, like, weird. kind of in a sitting position. Yeah. There's one thing that was super funny. So, there's a guy that gets hit onto the console it explodes oh. into fire, but his legs are, like, his entire body is styrofoam, and you can see it. Yeah, when he's burning, it, the styrofoam's melting. In his legs, and it's just styrofoam, and it's so obvious. Well, and <laughs> we didn't, we also didn't mention how much Inframan punches these monsters and kicks these monsters and shoots these monsters in the crotch. <laughs> yeah. Constant crotch destruction literally they just get hit once and then they just explode why didn't they do that from the start i mean maybe they just discovered that their crotches explode when you (laughs) shoot them with laser beams or something i don't know it's it's really wild though especially in the end of the movie that last 15 20 minutes so many people get destroyed with like a kick to the crotch with laser beam something and and there's a couple parts where infamous entirely obviously misses the guy by like a foot oh when he's punching and they just still just like they're like oh no and they just fly off like they got hit yeah especially in like the the distant shots you know when there's like a big crowd you know that's that's the easiest to spot yeah our next section would be funny bones the entire movie the entire movie yeah that's fair boy the funniest thing oh Okay, okay, okay. I got one, but we won't spoil. We won't spoil who. So there is a pit in Princess Dragonmon's lair that leads, and she calls it a bottomless pit. It's actually just a pit right down into the volcano. It just drops into lava, and somebody falls in there, right? And we won't specify who because we won't spoil anything or if it's even anybody meaningful or whatever. But suffice it to say, somebody in the last chunk of the movie falls in there, and as they're, like, dummied and falling into this hole, their, like, head bounces off a rock. And they go, pew, like, spinning in. That's hilarious. Yeah, and it is so funny because it makes it obvious that it's a dummy. Yeah, there's some great dummying in here. Then there are all, the, there are all those crotch explosions when, when he, like, shoots them in the crotch. And those then are the all funny, styrofoam, too. Like, the styrofoam, like, dummy. Oh. And it's also just, like, the crotch area that you can see the styrofoam, and it's so weird again. Yeah. Because it's just that part that exploded. In, but also the guy just disappears. He's just well, gone. In, oh, yeah, cause between, between cuts. Yeah. And there, there are so many amazing effects in that last chunk of movie that are all incredible and hilarious simultaneously yeah so lots of funny stuff there but the thing is al we're left here with scream themes is there a message here i'm really struggling to find a message myself do you got one no uh 
Okay. I don't even think there is. Let's. There's, there's got. I mean, there will be something. It says something because it is about heroism. It's about sacrifice. It's about. Yeah. I no no no. I think sacrifice is a good one. I think yeah. there's something in there about sacrifice because really, Rama does give up his life to become Inframan. Yeah. Sometimes you have to sacrifice some things to help, like some of. I don't know how to say it. Like something that's important to you. To yeah, to like help a lot. Sometimes like to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to sacrifice to make a difference. Yeah. Make like to Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe even if if you want to make a real difference in the world, you have to make sacrifices. Yeah. Right? I think like not even just sometimes, consistently. Yeah. You know, making a difference requires sacrifice. Absolutely. There we go. We found it. Yay. <laughs> I was I was convinced that we were going to have a lot more trouble than that. But that brings us up to some show announcement stuff. So, as I mentioned, we are going to take a little break from the show here coming up. We want to put out one more episode uh, in March. And then yeah. we're looking to take at least April and May off of doing this. Uh, I still want to do some stuff for Patreon, uh, do my Cinemuck and whatnot. But... Cinemuck is standing where it is, but we actually want to do some overhauling of this show. Yes. And Al's finding, again, like I said, some uh, new excitement for the project. So, Al, what are you going to be trying to do during this break? One of the things is I will be making music for the different sections. Segments. Segments. Right. Al wants to try composing the music for our segments. We've been talking about doing segments music for an eternity. But, you know, we're at a point in the show where the show is largely exactly as it was. Not exactly, but it's largely like it was when we set it up when Al was four years old. We've added episode types. We've added segments. You know, the show's evolved. But we want it to have a bit bigger of a production value and we've always talked about doing this music and al's done a lot of music lessons and stuff over the last couple years so gonna give that a shot Uh, while al's working on that i will also be working on my own health i discovered here just a couple weeks ago that basically my health issues which are stemming from covid and damage that it did to my stomach that that damage is not going to heal anytime soon um and that there's basically nothing that the doctors can do for me apart from what we're already doing which is treat symptoms as they arise which means i have to kind of figure out how to live my life in that way you know bouncing from being totally fine to sick and treating symptoms and being able to kind of go back and forth between that so i'm you know Working on changing my diet, changing my lifestyle. I'm also cutting out stuff from my life that uh, is taking up a lot of time away from projects that I want to do like this. So I really want to refocus my efforts too. As Al's refocusing on this, I'm going to refocus on my health and refocus on the show as well. And so we're doing some retooling. Uh, We also wanted to retool some uh, Patreon things. And we've got ideas for Patreon. Uh, Again, I just got really, really, really sick last year when we were looking to implement things. So again, we're hoping to do that and like really start sinking the money that we bring in from Patreon into bigger things for the show. Yeah. 
because Al wants to expand. Al wants to expand the show. So we're going to we're going to uh, take a shot at it and we need some new tech for it. Yeah, we are uh, going to be putting in some money for like high end like computer PC for like show purposes, which are obviously podcasting stuff, live streaming Mm -hmm. with you guys, games, movie stuff. Right. Well, let's focus on that for a second. Hold on. Yeah. Let's focus on that for a second because that is a big part of what Al really wants to do. Al would love to do some live streams with the Critters and Creeps. And Al wants to do video games, do some like Twitch kind of streaming stuff. Where, you know, we play monstery video games or whatever. Or whatever Al's playing. You know, who knows. Um, and then also do some movie streams as well. Al loves doing the commentaries. And we thought it would be fun to kind of do a live version of that. Yeah. You know? So uh, we're going to be sinking money into that. We're going to get new microphones for all of this. Yep. Um, but, but again, this is stuff that we're going to be... Working towards and saving up towards thanks to this new energy that Al's putting in the show. Yeah. We're also going to be doing, like, video editing things. Right. Because, of course, we've been making videos together. Yes. Al and I started writing stuff together. We produced some things for our own uh, Halloween marathon for our friends. Produced original videos and everything. uh, Which we mentioned on the show before. And... Uh, patrons can view one of them right now, which is our Halloween trick-or-treating safety video, uh, which we posted on Patreon. So we, we're looking to do more of that kind of stuff, but Al just wants to make videos. And, yeah. you know, we have access to a lot of the software. We just don't have the equipment as yet to make it all happen. Yes. So that's that's a goal over this year. Start putting up for that. And then... Also going to be working on my computer coding. Oh yeah. Which yes, I have been working on coding games. Mm-hmm. Uh, on actually multiple sites. I have been doing a site a lot called Scratch, which I've made video games on. So we'll be working on doing that. Yeah, Al wants to share his art and his uh, creativity with you all. In a way that he never has before. Uh, Not that he hasn't wanted to, but I don't think Al realized that he had an audience for things other than this podcast. And I think you're convinced now that uh, the Critters and Creeps would like to see other things from you. Yeah. Right? You've done this for so long. Like I feel like we need... To do more. Well, and not necessarily do more. You already do a lot of other things. We already do a lot of other things. We're just looking to incorporate it into the show more. Yeah. And to to give more to the listeners and to the patrons and stuff. So, like, on Patreon, Al's been talking about, you know, uh, he does a lot of drawing and sketching and sort of, like, game creation and world building stuff. You know, and he and just kind of these little things that he'll dream up and do little sketches of and then he'll move on to something else. But... He thought it would be fun to, you know, post about that stuff on Patreon for you all. And so we really want to get this stuff implemented and get the show and ourselves together. And so we do need a a little bit of time to make that happen. Um, Again, we are going to do one more episode. 
we are trying to put together what the al is old <laughs> this is this is still still in progress but it is actually also inspired a new take on that format um, i have actually devised a way to keep who the al is going into the foreseeable future using my own experience in story development for film and television i'm going to bring some of that development stuff into the show to help al get at some deeper more interesting not more interesting but deeper and additional interesting story elements what do you think of that yeah yeah so you know bring bring my own screenwriting in to, to help you out and it'll be mostly like the kinds of questions that i ask myself of my stories yeah we hope you're excited. I know we've spent a little bit of time on this, maybe more time than either of us had anticipated talking about all this stuff. But truly, we are excited. And these are all ideas we have, right? These are announcements. But the, the big announcement is we are taking time off uh, after one more episode to retool the show and allow me some time to recover and figure myself out. Uh, we'll still be I'll still be doing my stuff with my friends, my cinema and whatnot. Uh, and then Al is going to be working on music. So yeah. we hope you're excited and we hope to make all of it happen. If some of it doesn't, we swear as much of it as we can make happen will. And what doesn't will be replaced with other amazing things. Yes. You know, Al being an artist, you know, and having uh, an audience out there who's interested in the stuff has found new motivation. So thank you all for giving the kiddo that motivation. Thanks, guys. Do you want to tell our listeners, Al, where they can support us, find us online, all that kind of stuff? Yep. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash wordsalad. You can find us on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast. You can find us on Instagram at cadavercast. You can find us on Facebook at the Critters and Creeps Club. Join the club. You can email us at cadaver cast at gmail.com and you can find our merch at teespring.com slash cadavercast and you can read on review on apple rate, podcast wait wait what you, what? Hold on. you said read on review what <laughs> rate Sorry. or review rate or review on apple podcasts or anything <laughs> else <laughs> like uh, yeah rate and review apple podcast that was very confusing my brain when you <laughs> said that i could not i i in I was my like, head, what are I we doing on Apple Podcasts? Yeah, raid. Let's raid Apple Podcasts. <laughs> let's let's raid. In my brain, I said rate and review. I guess it came out yeah, weird. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> <laughs> and another thing that we had also briefly talked about really quickly before you sign us off is, you know, doing other merch type things. Right now, our merch is mostly different merch with just our, you know, uh, our logo, you know, our little characters on it um, from our cover art for our show. Uh, but we were talking about some other stuff. So, you know, again, big things. We really want to do big things this year. And I'm, I'm getting some stuff off of my plate that has taken up a lot of time so that I can devote more time to this. And I'm so happy that the kiddo's as excited as he is. Because keep in mind, listeners, uh, again, Al doesn't remember starting the show. I don't. <laughs> so this is a thing that has always been around, and it would be... I barely even remember our old apartment, as a matter of fact. I know, and that was just a couple <laughs> years ago. So why don't you get us signed out? You've been listening to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. We love ya. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Thanks.